Roll up, roll up, ladies and gentlemen, to the greatest podcast on earth. Step right up and experience the magnificence that is the Two Ring Circus Podcast. You'll gasp. <gasps> you'll laugh. <laughs> and you'll be amazed at what comes next. Amazing. Don't worry about the smell. It's just the stars of our show, Tom Italiano. Hello. And Matt Bradshaw. Fucking shush me. Welcome. <laughs> now talk, because the podcast has started. Yeah, okay, mate. Hey, mate. Got my new shirt on. Nice. How did you, I knew it was me. <laughs> now how I knew? Because mm. you told me. Because <laughs> I've had exactly the same scenario. Because um, when you buy it, for everyone who doesn't know, uh, sometimes when you're a boy, you buy T-shirts that have a sticker on the front of them that tells you what size it is because you need the sticker on the front um, because you won't have tried it on because boys don't try clothes on. We just buy shit. Yeah. Because we like, fuck, you know, we're a medium or a large or we want to be a medium, so we're just going to buy a medium because we're optimistic. No, that's a um, girl thing. No, I'd, I'm, you know, I used to be medium. I'm now, I'm kind of not quite large, but I'm not quite medium anymore, so I'm not quite sure. She's got a French connection. Buy. I'm in the middle of all their sizes. I've never been able to wear anything from French connection. Um, I, I've never, I didn't know what it was. I'm telling you now. Okay. You should go there. Um, well, I usually buy my black T-shirts from Kmart because they're four bucks. Um, what? Yeah. Fire them out now. Yeah, because it's like, well, if you're going to wear a black T-shirt, um, there's a kind of like, do you get another 40 bucks worth of like black out of like an expensive one? Oh, no, dude. Yeah. No, I mean, I wear B- B- Bond's T-shirts. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. what? 10? 15? Yeah, probably. Yeah, something like that. And this isn't one. Yeah, it's shiny. You, it looks like you may have purchased it from a sporting store. It looks like it looks I've like, made an effort. It looks like a jersey. It just doesn't have any numbers or advertising on it. No, and also it doesn't smell like cattle. Oh, very good. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a moot joke. Ah, uh, uh, good. A, it's pronounced meat. Ah. Uh, very fun. <laughs> wow. <laughs> God. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Just we're skinning this one. Um, oh. What? Um, Give it a rest. Oh. Before you eat it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, have you done any exercise? How are your calves? They're sore. Ah. Yeah. Wow. Because I walked. Oh. Yeah. No, no. Here we go, everyone. That's a reveal. No, there's no... <laughs> there's no... Pa- <laughs> <laughs> I've got no stake in this conversation. <laughs> What's the weather? What's the yeah. weather? Oh, <laughs> that's a sheep one. Though. That's okay. Yeah, we're, it's a sheep. We're branching out. It's a sheep. Track. That's another part of the field. Shut your face. Branching out. It's not in a field. <laughs> what? Yeah, in a field. There's no. trees and fields. No. You've been what? Yes. No fields are cleared. But sometimes there's just a lonely... on the outside. No. Yeah. Ball cacard. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pat you on the back for that one. <laughs> um, Jeez oh my Louise. gosh, this has been like a minute of oh no. bad puns. Oh, there's that thing as a bad pun. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's a thing. Get that in here. Here's a thing. Yes. 
That's but nice. t-shirts. So Matt. Anyway, Matt. Sometimes when you buy the idiot. t-shirt, and yeah, idiot, yeah. Good. Um, holy cow. Yeah. So um, get an idiot. Sometimes if you haven't washed it yet, the residue of the sticker is still on the t-shirt. You can see it. Does I, the residue come off when you wash it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so you'll be fine. Do you wash your clothes before you wear them, after you buy them? Um, Not if I need a new T-shirt in the moment. So I have had, because I buy $4 T-shirts, I usually buy 5 to 10 at a time uh, and keep them... It's $20 to $40 at a time. Yeah, and I keep... Well, that's right. I keep them in the car. What? I just have them in the boot because sometimes you've had a hot day and you're a bit stinky and you're between gigs and you go, I can't go to my second gig smelling like this. No. So I just whip out a t-shirt, which is why I know. Oh my God. You're, you're the Don Draper of, of, of gigs. $4 shirts. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Cause in Mad Men, they just used to come into the office after an all night bender and, and a secretary would just go and get them a freshly laundered shirt. Oh, mate, those are the good old days. With the good old days. Yeah. Pointy breasts. Girls, you can tell what to do. You can still do that. Um, <laughs> but they don't fucking listen. Do you know what I noticed today? And this is um, only in the sense of... I, I had to um, do a bunch of things, uh, errand running, as they say. Um, and I went to Maya, had to return something to Maya. Um, I did not see... I walked through all of Maya and then got to the section. Mm-hmm. Right? I didn't see a male staff member. Oh, okay. Right? I would have seen well over two dozen staff members. Oh, really? And I, I, I had... say you didn't see any staff members. Um, no, there were heaps of staff members. Okay. Um, Was anyone buying anything? Yeah, heaps of people buying stuff. Oh, okay. Um, I walked, but I went even went to the tech department, which is where I was returning something. Five staff members, all female. Female. Um, then I went to the chemist. All female staff, uh, and a female chemist. Um, from there, I went there, went there. Ah, went to the post office. All female staff at the post office. Um, I deposited money into a non-standard bank at the post office. It was great. We our um, home loan is with CUA, which has like one branch in the world. <laughs> I was like, I want to put money in the bank. I don't want it to be. In this other account anymore, I wanted to be in the mortgage. Just walked in, gave him a check. It was great. Um, then I went to JB Hi-Fi. There were male staff in JB Hi-Fi, but they were not serving. They were over standing next to televisions talking to people. All right. Then I walked out of there, went and got a coffee, all female staff. I was like, where do men work? Where do they work? And then I went you to- men, you work. And then I went to the music shop. And there were five male staff there. I was like, ah, that's where they work. They work in music shops. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> oh, and also, they work in the car wash where I got my car washed. Ah. But it was really, it's really interesting when you kind of start going, ah, oh, what does everyone do? Oh, we went to a, I went to a clinic today as well, and there was only female staff there. Very interesting. <laughs> I got my car washed on Monday before I took my girls out for dinner, and uh, I realised today when I loaded my gear into the car, they've taken all my Woolworths bags. What? I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a scandal. Did they give you a 45-cent discount? <laughs> no. no. No, they did not. No. They scratched the roof of my car, actually. Hmm. Do you know what? I, I got my car washed Very today. Very bad men. And uh, I think they did an excellent job. 
other than the fact, and I've noticed this any time I've got my car washed, when you wind the window down, it's still dirty. In the well, mi- that's dumb. You know, like they don't pop the window down and Are wipe that Are you serious? Bit. Yeah. Oh, no, they did, but surely. Did they do that with yours? Yes. Oh, well. Well, yeah. you go to high-quality car washery type people. To magic hand car wash. Oh, yeah. far out. What else did you get? What? What else? Did... Yeah. What else did I get? Yeah. What do you mean? Oh. What do you mean? What do I mean? Did what? I want to expect something else from the magic hand car wash, <laughs> dude. Dude. At least a neck rub. Dude. Yeah. I got a coffee. Yeah. Paid for it. Oh. That's all right. Yeah. I'm paying for coffee. Mm. I think that's sixty nine dollars in and out. You should. You got you went in and out of the magic car wash. Uh, all you got was a coffee. I know. Jeez, it's yeah. called an in and out. Cost sixty nine, and I still had to pay for my coffee. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you got shafted. Okay, so listen <laughs> to me, young man. Yes. Um, I've been flying a lot lately. Do we need to hear from the pilot? Uh, is it just so you know there is one? Well, the magic voice of God from above. All right, what about this? Do we need to hear from the pilot a second time after we know they're there? So what happens is like, hey, everyone, just let you know that, you know, um, this is what's happening and blah, 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 blah. We're going to fly to the place that you've said you want to fly to that's on your ticket. Yes. I absolutely think that needs to happen. Do you know why? (laughs) Right? Because... People still need to be told to take their fucking laptops out of their bags. And yeah, but you, they still need to be told to, have you got, they still need to be asked, is there an aerosol in your bag? But they bag? check your boarding pass at the gate and then they check your boarding pass when you get on board. If that said, if you were flying to Adelaide and your boarding pass said Melbourne, mm. they would, and you were in Melbourne, that would be weird. But if you were somewhere else and you, anyway. I think so, it's, I think it's entirely. I don't need to know what fucking height we're flying at. Just fly the damn plane. And and while I'm asleep, half an hour before landing, I don't want to know we're going to be commencing our descent soon. Just fucking take me to where I put on the... Where I'm going to go. Um, I think what is happening is a very corporate and uh, commercial technique called managing expectations and I think there are plenty of people who who travel non-regularly who haven't the fucking faintest clue what's happening and when it's happening and what what happens when a plane banks left or right and they don't know how high they're going to be off the ground yeah and, right you I think what? I think no, uh, you've, you've mollified me yeah. just like that but I I understand the – so my frustration is with there's no way that all of these people who have to be told, like when I'm going through security, right, or all of those people who apparently have to stand up and get on the plane first even though there's an allocated seat, why are you standing up waiting in line for 15 minutes before the gate opens, <laughs> right? What on – I don't understand. Well, like it's not. It is not your first flight. The flight I just took <laughs> back from Sydney. Uh, I had nowhere to stash my really quite small onboard thing because everyone else had lined up for fifteen minutes and, you know, stuck their eleven kilos of hand luggage in the oh, thing above. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yes. But yeah, okay, okay, that's that's yeah. that's not I think, bad because uh, we do need to take care of the the um, uh, less fortunate people in the world. Well, I do think that I flying. Who don't fly? Flying is the safest way to fly, certainly. It's the safest way to fly. Yeah. Um, flying is something as well, which is highly <coughs> anxiety-inducing for many people, completely irrationally. Like, but um, also people who uh, have children that. I think they, it's very handy for them to know yes. this is happening, this is happening. Look, I agree. All right? What you say? Uh, you're right. I'm not saying that you're wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Have you got a laptop in your bag? Oh, yeah, do I have to take it out? Yeah, there's signage everywhere. Do you not pay attention? Um, if you've got yeah, a laptop... There's, and there's an arbitrary nature <laughs> to a lot of those sorts of things where... So not for the last three fights I've taken... Four, four flights, there and back, there and back. But previous to that, uh, when I went to the Gold Coast for Dracula's, I had to take my iPad out of my bag. Yeah. It's never happened before. Okay. Didn't um, happen on the way there, only happened on the way back. And they they brook no conversation about those sorts of things. I was like, I didn't have to do this on the way. Yeah, well, you got to do it now. Okay. All right. I also walked through Melbourne Airport going to Sydney on Saturday um, with a metal studded belt on that didn't set the alarm things off. I forgot I was wearing it. So there you go, for all those people that don't take their laptops out of their bag. Like, not my first time flying. Had it gone off, I'd have been kind of embarrassed. It's like, <laughs> I've done this before, I know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it didn't go off. Why didn't it go off? I don't know. I know, right? Well, it's a, I never ever take my belt off. Really? Ever. Because it's belt. and. I've got that much metal on me. Like, I wear jeans, and I've got zips, and I'm wearing shoes with metal on it. Like, it's clearly not a thing. The material... Because it's not what? steel, you know, that which, you know, you can put a magnet on. Oh. The material that they make these kind of things out is not a problem. But if, it, if you're wearing a belt and it goes off and then you take it off and you go through again, it doesn't go off. Yeah, but I've never had it go off because mm. I don't wear... Super duper fancy belt buckle, weaponized oh, type. Apparently, things. mine wasn't that. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought so. Just like you know, you know like taking earrings out, mate. You don't know what could be in there. Oh, I don't say that. Like I say, it's really, it's really interesting. Like when my Vietnamese mate whole... told me I had to take my eyebrow rings out before I went to Vietnam. What what? Viet, my Vietnamese friend. Why did you say that? Said he had to take my eyebrow rings out and my earrings out before I set foot in Ho Chi Minh City with him. Because oh, you want to be seen with no, someone who and I'm going to do piercings. the voice. Because you don't know Vietnamese people. Come along on motorbike and cut off your ear. Oh, yeah, right. No, they fucking won't, dude. Well, you know. You've not been to Vietnam? No, but they won't cut off my ear. And when I turned up at the airport on the day, he said, You still have? Yes, I do. You take off on the plane. No, I won't. And then when we landed... It wouldn't matter anyway, because if he said, I told you so, he wouldn't be out of you. <laughs> I've become a terrific painter, though. So we Van went that. to <laughs> we, had, we went to our hotel, checked in. He had one room, I had another one. Then go on. And we were going to, pardon? Then go on. <laughs> Good, that's yeah. all right. I missed yeah. what you said. Yeah. <clears throat> and we had organised to meet, you know, later on that night to go to this jazz club that he wanted to go to. And I, well, that's a that's a red flag there, mate. Jeans and a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, went to his room, knocked on the door, and he opened the door, and he was wearing this 
So he's Vietnamese. Yeah. We're in Vietnam. Yeah. Vietnam. Vietnam. Because <laughs> he's Vietnamese. Yeah. Obviously, he comes from Vietnam. Yeah, makes sense. Good. Yeah. Thanks very much. Yeah. You've been a Canadian, haven't you? Yeah. In, uh, so, <laughs> um, beautifully pressed white, white linen suit. <laughs> I'm the door. Oh. And he looked me up and down and said, Is that what you're wearing? <laughs> So then he was embarrassed to be seen with me. Yeah. Plus, you know, I only had one ear because I'd been out in the streets during the day. Then. <laughs> Did you get back? Everything was all fucked up. I chased him down. I followed the trail of blood. <laughs> ah, dear mm, me. Sounds fishy. Anyway, I, sounds what? What? Couldn't hear you. Hey? So anyway, yeah, with the t-shirts, we've got the sticker oh, on okay. them. But, um, so Matt's got some <laughs> sticky residue on his... Uh, <laughs> Oh, and I wish you wouldn't say that. Oh, I told you about my sticky residue story when I was yeah, in high school. Yes, you I? did. Yeah. It's yoga. Yeah. I actually was. By the way, spe- yeah. Yeah. speaking of me raging again about pilot, raging against the machine, raging yeah. about pilots, I had um, lunch with a friend of ours today who made reference to maybe the last podcast or maybe the one before where I was having a go at the reality TV producers. Oh, yeah, you were very um, animated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she said, I was shouting back at you. <laughs> what she was said, she you? shouting back? <laughs> it's, it's, you you watch mind-numbing TV too, Matt? I don't know, uh, something. Yeah. Um, I don't think you need to say mind-numbing. She was convinced I was... What did you say, TV? <laughs> I was really... She was convinced I was really raging about it. Oh, so was I. Really? Yeah. Brilliant. That's funny. Were you not? I was no. in the room with you, and yeah. I thought you were serious. Yeah, okay. That's oh, good. I mean, I'm serious, but, you know, there's, there's, a, lot oh, there's, of, there's a lot of hyperbole and, and, and extra ordinary outlandish bursts. Well, I, I don't know about hyperbole, but it was definitely hyperboil. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Susan Boyle. So bird poop smells. Does it? <laughs> it? Well, certainly chicken poop does. Yeah. Did I tell you about my no. chicken poop? <laughs> so let me tell you a little story. It's quite a nice little story. Is it? Yeah, about chicken poop. Okay. So full of nitrogen, yeah? I don't know. I don't Good know. For the well, I don't know the chemical compounds of poop. Any poop. Anyway, not the story. Um, check this out. <laughs> um, so we moved into our new house, and one of the first things we did is decide we we had to get the chick bring the chickens over because they were in the old house and they had a coop, but they didn't have anywhere to go. So my dad had recently um, retired his chicken collection um, and had. Uh, <laughs> I just, I'm gonna, I have to interject. I just want to hear the story, but just if any, if anyone ever says chicken coop, I always think of the Looney Tunes cartoon where Donald Duck says, "I hope it's a, it's a convertible coop because I'm a convertible duck." <laughs> anyway, go on. I like him. Yeah. Um, did you say Donald Duck or Daffy Duck? Da- Daffy. Did uh, I say Donald? I don't know. I feel like. Oh shit! I've ruined the whole holiday. <laughs> um, so. Dad had an empty chicken coop, and we decided to follow his uh, design at the farm, where he had made 
um, garden beds, the same dimensions as a chicken coop. And so you pick up the chicken coop, put them on the, the raised garden bed, and they would fertilize the garden bed. And then you would then pick it up again and move it to another one. Nice. And then, and have, well, there we go. And then have uh, your growing of your plants and stuff in that one. And then later on, swap it back. So we made some garden beds and we got some soil and we put them against the uh, west fence, let's say. And How's within... How's so fancy? It's got directions. Yeah, well, we within within a week, not even off a week, um, just happened to bump into the new neighbour. Well, we're the new neighbour, but our new neighbour. She said, um, so have you got, you got chickens uh, next door? I said, yeah, yeah we, brought, we just brought our chickens. She's like, ah, oh, cool. Um... Is there any chance you could move them? Uh, yeah, I, I guess there's a chance. What's what's wrong? She said, well, look, I, I grew up on a chicken farm. Um, so I love chickens. I love that you've got them. I've got no problem that you've got chickens. Just that they're right next door to my son's bedroom. His bedroom is the one at the back there. And, you know, he's only young. And so, of course, they cluck and they make noise in the evening. And when he goes to bed, he's scared of them. I was like, okay, that's not enough of a reason for me to move. Like, because you, you know, you gotta teach a kid not to be scared of chickens and just noises in general. But I'm, I'm, I'm hearing in her tone, there's something else coming. And also, because I grew up on a chicken farm, I know that chicken poo smells. It's pretty good now, but come summer, it's gonna really smell. And that chicken coop is right next to my washing line. I'm like, yes, it is. And although I don't think that that means uh, your clothes are going to smell, it does mean that every time you walk out there to peek your clothes out, you're going to smell chicken shit. And if you open your kid's window, you're going to be able to smell the chickens. I'm like, all right, that's uncomfortable. And that's going to be really frustrating. So uh, I will. Did you say to her at the first juncture, I don't think that's a good enough reason? No, to of my course chickens. not. You no. have to teach a kid not to be scared. Uh, no, I didn't. Okay. But I, I it's big of you. Well, like I said, that was a that was where she went first, uh, and she obviously had in her mind um, had a hierarchy. She had a pecking order of of things that she wanted to bring up, knowing that the last thing, the smell, was going to be the one that well, you know, sounds. This we back onto a five acre property, and it's nothing but birds squawking all day long and into the night and the morning. So having a couple of chickens next to your bedroom window, that wouldn't have been a that wouldn't have been a reason to move it. But the other stuff, smells are obviously um, things that you don't want to have to deal with if you don't have to. So I said, you know what, that's not going to be a problem. We will absolutely move it to the middle of the back fence, and that way. And I said, and that way, both you and the neighbours on the east side can deal with the smell equally. <laughs> and she said, that'd be great. So we moved the chicken coop. The thing is, because my shoulder was dodgy, I haven't been able to move the garden beds. So the garden beds are stuck there and the garden beds are now full of dog bones because that's the only place there's <laughs> soft dirt where spro Sprocket can like bury bones. And of course... They've started to grow because of all the chicken poop. No, but oh. now we've got a new puppy, right, who can't get in there. So the, the newest joy for me in the morning, right, is to sit with my coffee at the window and watch Sprocket inside the garden bed and the little puppy up looking over, 
right? Him showing the puppy, this is where we put the bones, and this is where we got them, get them from. And it's really funny. You can just see, like, the, you know, the bubble conversation. like, dude, this is what happens. Dom gives us bones. We've got to put them so he can't see them. Because if he can see them, he won't give us more bones. We put them here, and guess what? We get more bones. And then later on, you know what we do? Dig them up. And then we can chew on them. And he picks up bones and drops them in front of the little puppy. The little puppy picks them up and runs away with them. It's fucking Really? Yeah, it's so funny. Wow. I'm like there with a cup of coffee for like 15 minutes watching this whole thing play out. And I've watched it five times in two weeks. Really, really funny. What a good big brother. Yeah. And good neighbour. Eventually. Well, it's within... We moved it two days later. Okay. Yeah. But I haven't, I, my shoulder's a lot better now, so we're close to actually moving the garden beds too. <coughs> Way more than anyone needs to know about the world. So most, maybe it wasn't bird poo that I'm talking about. Well, maybe it was insect poo. What kind of insect? I don't know. What? Very small. Where did you find this? On the bonnet of my car. Oh. So you know bird poo is often kind of white, black, and I was going to say, I would have... And you don't tend to sort of lick your finger and get rid of that because that's kind of gross. But this was just a little tiny, not even raised, barely, little tiny brown spot in my car. And I just gave it a little scrape and it came off. And holy shit, my finger fucking smelt. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. I imagine it could have been something else, like a possum or something like that. Nah. No, yeah. I know what possum poo looks like. It's all over my garden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because I, I won't scare them off anymore. Because I'm scared of them. They now just frolic and cavort. <laughs> I came home the other night and too. there was like a yeah, there was like a possum witch's coven happening. What, were they burning like a koala at a stake or something, <laughs> <laughs> or a cat? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So, um, what is the what is the collective noun for possums? Mm. A face scratch of possums. <laughs> Unnecessary. An attack of possums. Unnecessary. Yeah. A, a breaking of possums. <laughs> you know what we haven't done for ages? Um, Is our etymology segment. Well, yeah, we haven't. And you know what we should also do? We should also we do... We haven't done Dom, Dom's gadgets either. True. We should also do some um, anagrams of stuff. Oh, no. That'd be fun. I can't do anagrams. We could do anagram t-shirts. What? Like Turing Circus. Imagine the anagrams we could come up with with Turing Circus. Hang on. Well, see, this is what I'm saying. Uh, what, imagine them. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know any. Uh, oh, well, I'll see if I can make one on the spot. <sighs> Just talk to some stuff, and I'll see if I can make one. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast on my way here, and someone on the podcast used the phrase "sick to the back teeth." Good. Is that where you're so sick that it's coming up? No, back. Because you're sick from things coming in, aren't you? Not from inside. Well, I know that you... Fed up to the back teeth. Fed up, sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Sick to the back teeth. Interesting. Was this in English? Yes, it was. Very English. Ah. They're very English people. <laughs> yeah. This is, this, some of these could be wrong. What do you oh, that's, that's a 
<laughs> I'm looking at Have you got an app. Yeah, no, I just saw just a website. Uh, yeah, okay. sorry, yes. Yeah. Oh, I used the wrong word. Sorry, yes, grandpa. Not an app. <laughs> I know. Maybe there might be an anagram app. What would it be called? Apogram? <laughs> anagram. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Let me see if I can find one that's good. Uh, crowing rictus. <laughs> There's so many, dude. Well, there are a few here. None of them are particularly good, actually. Surely I'll find one. Oh, but I reckon Matt Bradshaw would have a good anagram. Matthew Bradshaw. Let's have a look. Anagrams for Matthew Bradshaw. Say something while I'm It I'm doesn't work, but uh, I know I've told you before that John Fawn calls me Shat Bradmore. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Is that spoonerism? Uh, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. <clears throat> um, when I was... This is something that popped into my head the other day. When I was up in Queensland doing the Dracula show... Adam Thwart's web. <laughs> ah. um, there was a line in the show that referenced <clears throat> bestiality. Yeah. And at the end of the run, I said, that word's actually bestiality. And the writer-producer said, that's not. It is. It is. The, the, the act of having sex with an animal is bestiality. I know why you think it's bestiality. Yeah, because it's, it's based, yes, yes. Yeah. And the sister, the, the director, said, yeah, well, that, that's fine. That might be the word. But if we say it, no one will know what it is. Yeah, so, that's not a reason. No. That's not a reason to use the wrong word. No. Because people won't... That's not a reason. Stop using wrong words. Oh, I think that's right. Write a script, damn it. <laughs> Alumbra snow twitched. Matthew Cullen Bradshaw. <clears throat> Alumbra snow twitched? Yeah. Sounds like a Harry Potter character, doesn't it? It does. I wonder sounds if, like a professor. I wonder if that's how she um, came up with their names. Wouldn't be at all surprised. No. Oh, this is this is cool. This is other names that you could possibly have. Archibald Matthew Snow. <laughs> oh, love it. Yeah, what about fun. you? Find yourself one, all you right. clown shoes. Right, hang on. Should I go full Dominic Giuseppe or Taliana? Yeah, just, uh, give yourself out. plenty of options. All right, cool. Dom, Inic. Oh, how do I spell that? What? I'll just go Italiano for a start. Why? Just to see. Dumb. Just give it a go, mate. Dumb. This is kind of... Wow, that's a few. Uh, am I conditional? <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's my new band t-shirt, for sure. <laughs> that's very funny. There's not many other good ones, though. Really? Yeah. Shame. Yeah. Oh, this is... A failed project. Yeah. Celia Domination. I watched a movie the other day. Oh. Well, I haven't seen one for ages. Do you know a comedian named Barry Crimmins? I do not. Dead now. Um, I uh, never know him then. <laughs> big in the late 80s, early 90s, into the 2000s. Right. Um, start, started the Boston comedy scene. Right. Um... Like decided he was going to be a comic and then found a couple of spaces or found a space to start with just advertised for comedians cool um, and would audition them so he was just out of nowhere decided he was going to be a comic but decided that he was going to also be the 
of adjudicator as to whether or not comics could get on stage at okay. his club. Yeah, yeah. cool. Out of, but out of nothing. Um, that's where he met Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah. So they became, over the years, they became really good friends. And this film was directed by Bobcat. Right. Because he's, he's made a few things directionally. He has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Is he still married to Whoopi Goldberg? What? I thought they were married. Were they married? <laughs> well, I was... What's the anagram of Whoopi Goldberg? I think that's an anagram. <laughs> that's an anagram. Uh, yeah, I yeah. her real name was... Yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm not very good at these things. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, uh, a lot of those comics have cited him as being their reason for starting. Like, um, Stephen Wright... Yeah, right. uh, Larry Tingle, like a bunch of these guys that say if it wasn't for him. So really, really acerbic and very political. Um, was never married to her. Uh, I didn't think so. It's <laughs> certainly a surprise. Was, was he still married to her? Wasn't married in the first place. Sorry, well, I still Will I still be able to play the piano? Um, <laughs> uh, what, 12-inch penis? Um, and... As, like so many comics suffered pretty terribly from oh, not, anxi- not anxiety so much as uh, his stand up career was kind of curtailed by the fact that it, it started to go from kind of telling jokes and telling funny anecdotes and stuff into just fucking raging about the American political system and, and beca- they ended up becoming and I, there's actually a couple of guys, it's interesting now, a couple of comedians that I listen to on podcasts whose podcasts are very much like that. They're in front of a live audience. And whilst they're funny, they're, they're also incredibly scathing about politics and the state of the world. And, and they are very much kind of like a lecture as well as being a comedy thing. Yeah. And that's what... So that, that didn't work in the stand-up scene because you'd get a guy out there telling dick jokes and then you'd yeah. get a guy out there doing a fucking ventriloquist act and then you'd have him saying this country's fucked and Ronald Reagan has ruined everything kind of thing yeah. that was the era one night on stage he um, in the uh, early 90s he divulged on stage that he had been sexually abused when he was a kid so this is a documentary about a comedian yeah. and it's funny and, and, and he's interviewing Bobcat's interviewing people and asking them you know to their, their experiences of what it was like in the comedy scene and how it all started and they're, you know, they're all funny and all that sort of thing and then they talk about how he changed um, after this and so the rest of the movie he changed after he uh, yeah well certainly it, it, I mean it wasn't like an overnight thing yeah. but there came the the genuine as an adult yeah. really coming to grips with what happened to him when he was a kid uh-huh. And it was his babysitter's um, uh, babysitter's mum was this guy's girlfriend. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so the hang on, the the babysitter's mum's boyfriend. There you go. Babysitter's mum's boyfriend would come to the house. Yeah, yeah. right. And so they go to the basement where it happened for the first time since he was like it's fucking wild. Anyway, in the documentary. In the documentary, right. Is so, he alive at that point? He's not now. Right. But when, oh, what? Yes. In the documentary. Yeah, so yeah, This yeah. is where I got abused. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, but from that point, he then... So this is right at the start of the internet then. So we're in sort of 94, 95, yeah. 96. And everything's dial-up. 
and he ended up going to the US Senate because he couldn't get any uh, couldn't get any proper answers or action from AOL America Online that was hosting chat rooms of pedophiles oh, yeah. swapping child porn yeah. um, because they were making so much money from it because it was right. dial up and you paid it's not like today kids with right. broadband yeah, you paid. You paid for every minute that you yeah. were on there. Yeah. Because they were making so much money, so he contact, contacted them countless times, and eventually went to the uh, attorney general. By this stage, so the attorney general is interviewed in this thing. As, I'm telling you the whole thing. Sorry, sorry. Sure. Come to the door, and he said, and we saw this guy who we would only describe as dishevelled and kind of crazed, like he was unkempt, and he had been down with his computer, posing as kids to get people to oh, fuck and the attorney general he said at that stage we didn't have computers we didn't have computers yeah, yeah. so we didn't we couldn't do anything we didn't know what to do with the information he presented us with anyway uh, yeah took them took them to the US Senate and they were fined they were fined yeah and and they finally put some rules in place where these chat rooms would actually be shut down because well, they, they were they, named stuff like yeah. they were they would fucking my my son fucks my yeah. daughter. Like, and at the time too, they would the technology would have been so so in its infancy that they were like, well, we don't know how to monitor it, we don't know how to find it, we don't and know. To, yeah. These these adjudicators in this Senate position, to a man, men, all said, all almost with a um a, a sense almost with a sense of weird misplaced pride. All said they didn't know what the internet was. Yeah. I can't say that I actually understand what any of this is. <laughs> My kids would tell you that I yeah. have no idea yeah. how a computer even works. Like, fucking wild, dude. Yeah. Not that long ago. This is no, not ancient no, no. history. No, people forget very quickly that, you know, the iPhones were 11 years old, 12 years old. You know, that, yeah. that we... Yeah. Uh, well, um, all of the technology being used to make and... Uh, distribute this podcast is younger than my 10 year old niece yes yes so digital camera digital recorder um the type of sd card that's in it um trs enabled microphones trs um the uh the, the podcast host Yes, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, uh, uh, the program that I'm going to use to edit the video or the audio together, like, yeah, yeah, yeah all of that stuff. Um, Which, by the way, mm-hmm. it's really impressive that as a 42-year-old man, I'm capable of understanding that because, well, you know, you ask my niece and nephew, I don't even know what the internet is. <laughs> Because back then, I remember when people, when you're talking about that time in the 90s, yep. you know, I'd just finished high school. It was like type up dot matrix printed assignments. Year 12, yeah, yeah. Year 12 was the first time where they said, uh, in year 12, which was 95 for me, was um, you were no longer able to hand in your cats, they were called, common assessment tasks. Um, you have to type those up. They're no longer... You're not allowed to mm. handwrite them. It was like that was the first time ever. I was like, well, how am I going to do that? Yeah. I don't even know how to use a computer. 
But I didn't know how to use a computer because, uh, you know, all those computer kids, you know, oh, fuck that, you know, I'm just I'm going to play guitar. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, a typewriter that had an LCD screen. Yeah, cool. Where you would type the line. And then it would print it. Yeah. Yeah, because you could then make an edit to uh, it yeah. and not have to liquid paper it. Fuck yeah. it all. That's crazy. Oh, dude. Yeah. It's amazing. Anyway, um, the, the doco is kind of patchy, and, it, 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 but it's it's good. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. Uh, yeah, it's hard because lots of people don't know who this guy is. Yeah. So why watch a documentary about someone? Yeah, that's, uh, I'd, well, yeah, I'd like to watch that. Sounds no. really interesting. So I rented it on YouTube. Yeah, it was the only place I could find it. Right. <clears throat> there is a movie called Music Within, and you would know both of the lead actors. Um, it is. Uh, I've seen it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And it's about how the um, all of the groundwork for getting uh, people who were in one way or another disabled in the US into, yes, the, yes. into the workforce. Fuck, I couldn't, I couldn't. Based on a guy who the guy who's kind of was a, the main figure was someone who um, was a really bright guy and went and joined the the army or something like that and got injured in Vietnam. His hearing was yeah. Um, this is for everyone else because you Sorry. know it. So I'm just telling you. Yeah. His hearing was affected, and uh, so he ended up befriending someone who had cerebral palsy and was in a wheelchair, something like that. Who, um, the way the guy spoke, he had he had a speech impediment, but because of his hearing, he could understand him. It's like, oh, I can understand. Well, other people can understand the kind of the mumbly sound. Mm. Um, it's like so they hit up a hit up a a friendship and then he was inspired to like well there's all, all kinds of people that have who are capable of doing things but you know they don't the way the word looks at them is like oh you're not capable you know uh, but um, similar story of someone who no one really knows about who obviously did some incredible yeah. work for some really yeah, for a really important um, cause yeah 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 um, I'll watch that if you can send me the... Yeah, I, and the only reason I really listened to it was I heard I heard Bobcat uh, interviewed on a podcast and he was talking about it. So that sounds interesting. That yeah, was the interview. Hi! <laughs> you know, he, uh, you, you actually would not recognise his no, act. No, no, it was his act. Yeah, 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 it was great. Um, I, the last thing I watched was, which was a Docker type thing, was I can't remember what it was called, but it was about um, these... Satanists in America and how um, so they call themselves Satanists um, and it's very much the idea of well Is that an anagram? Are they actually Santas? No, no um, but they're, so they've got this kind of church set up and they're like it's kind of exposing the ridiculous benefits that churches get because they're you know they're the common religion and it's like well actually why why do you get why do you get to do that you get to do, you know for, and um, most of the rest of us don't believe what you believe but we have to you know we have to accommodate that and so they're not they don't it's not so much the act is that we worship the devil rah, 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 mm. but very much what they are trying to do politically is expose how people use the word of God right to get what they want in the in society 
And it was really interesting. Okay. Really interesting. What's that and, called? Uh, I, I don't know, but I'll find out. Satan's Little Helper? Oh, something about the devil. Ah. Yeah. But like, what the devil do you know or something like that. It's not that. Uh, but it, it was quite interesting. Quite interesting. And all it, all of these people who are part of the community were just like, felt like, you know, religion had abandoned me or abused me or whatever, mm. And but I wanted to be part of something. And so I got together and I found all these people and we have these common beliefs about what, maybe what uh, a religion should be. Um, and it being like a code of, you know, a really um, easy to adopt code of ethics of like the society, the modern society that we live in, which is, um, it was really interesting. Okay. Yeah, really interesting. All right. Yeah. Let me know what's cool. I'll, I'll find out in the notes. Oh, should I have to find out tonight? Then? All right. You can do that. I'll pick it up. You can do it. Hey, it's um, setting up. I know. It's time to go. It's time, time to, to expose you to my new pedal board. Oh, for God's sake! You've which, got it. Which I I put together and it worked last night. So Great. hopefully it works tonight. Good. Thanks for joining us. If indeed you've joined us, if you haven't, you get your shit together. What would our religion be if we started one? What would it call be called? Oh goodness. What would uh, we call it the circus. Circusism. Circusism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's fucking great. Yeah. That's the name of the episode, certainly. Circusism. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, no dicks allowed. <laughs> Circusism. What? Good. Yeah. All right. Well yeah, that's good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go work. Circusism. Uh, what would uh, what the name of that first publication be? Tips for a good life. <laughs> No. Uh, the slider biscuits. <laughs> One good quirk deserves another. I don't know. Yeah, great. Just sure. Being sexy. It's not being sexy. <laughs> bye. Bye bye. Again. Bye. Yeah, bye. Right. See. <laughs>